Welcome to the show, Shirts and Skins Podcast with Tori, Devin, and Josh. We just hit a milestone. We're really excited today. 400 members on the Facebook group. Big shout out to everybody inviting their friends, inviting their family to the group, to the community, helping us grow this channel. Guys, do you want to give a shout out to anybody or do you have something to say on our, on our accomplishment here? Just thank you to everybody again. We appreciate all the fans. Keep doing it. Keep sharing. Let's get this going. Let's. What's the saying here, Devin? 420 on 420? Yeah, 420 on 420. That's what? 16, uh, 16 people. And so we need about, what, 20 people in 16 days. 15 days. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah let's we're getting it. close. Let's do yep. it. All right. So, of course, the big game that happened. Gonzaga, Baylor. The madness has ended. Madness is over. It's that kinda, fast. It's kind of upsetting. Like, I feel like it did go quick. Probably one of the greatest March Madnesses in a while. Like, just in the, this way of upsets. A lot of big upsets. Just Early to have the, the ending kind of be the way it was supposed to be with the one and two team throughout the whole year coming down to it so in that sense it was pretty cool two teams have never won the championship nice to see my you know underdog team that i said before it started that i like baylor over gonzaga you did say that i was i was surprised you got that in shortly before the game happened and you're able to slide that in like thank you guys nicely done (laughs) nicely done just throw a little quick prediction for me yeah you had another power five power five conference the big 12 coming and facing gonzaga and it just shows you, I mean, this is why, like, even in other sports, you really have to make your way and you have to have a tournament base like this for a non-Power 5 team to get into championships or even a pl- nice playoff run or Elite 8, Final 4 is because once you face that, I feel like Gonzaga had an as a one, even as, like, the top seed one, they did have the most favorable matchups all the way lined up. They had the upsets against the yeah, top they, tier exactly. ranking they got teams. They were able to face all of the higher seeds. Yeah, it was. They pulled off the upset, which benefited them. And they are supposed to have the easiest, quote unquote, schedule. But they also had the upsets that also right. were it just. It worked in their favor in the end. But they, I mean, being the overall number one, you're supposed to have the easiest path. And then it just got even easier for them as these upsets were happening. Yeah. And then they got blessed against UCLA. That's for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, it was just one of those runs that Gonzaga had. And, uh, you know, shout out to Baylor. It, it, it really wouldn't matter. Like, I wanted to see Gonzaga win just to finish that undefeated. Right. You know, but. Yeah, ending 31-1. and one, That's rough. Yeah. That cuts deep. And, I mean, when we're talking about strength of schedule and all that, as a player, you know, you can't worry about that. That doesn't matter. No, you, you just got to go out there and win. Right. Talking about the program. And and how that unfolded for sure. Not like Gonzaga's basketball team by any means is like struggling or anything. They have a oh, no. great program. They're already year in, year out. Yeah, like next year they're already like the presumptive favorites to come back and be number one again. Exactly, yeah. unfinished business. They're always been a good team. Gonzaga always has those teams for the long time. They were the the Cinderella, you know. And then people are like, oh man, they're just really good basketball team like and they're consistently they in March bring Madness. in these these good players and do good things for the most time they remind you of like the spurs where like they're they're always winning they're always doing this they're just boring basketball exactly but this year oh, they actually didn't nuts. have oh so so crazy <laughs> because they just keep winning <laughs> yeah they just keep winning but it's just so boring to watch too and it was just like this year though they actually had something they actually had some finesse and some some offensive power and some you know it it, it was looking good you know on top and of the schedule and on top of exactly. the the lower it, it just really seemed like it was their year and everything was going towards Gonzaga 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 and then Baylor you know they had like 
even more of the COVID, they missed like seven games, you know? And uh, once you hit the tourney, everything just became surreal, and Baylor made their run. And they put it on. Gonzaga, I watched the game, and they put it on from start to finish. Gonzaga throughout March Madness, throughout every round, they destroyed every team in front of them up until UCLA. UCLA was the first team to punch them in the mouth right back. Whereas I think the first round they won by – like 19? Yeah, they, they were next round they were averaging 17. over double digits yeah, for it was all their absurd. wins. Oh, no, I think the first one they won by 40. It, it very well could have been. I can't remember what their first one is. It, like, it feels Unreal. Like, for being so short, it feels like it also feels like it was such a long time yeah. ago kind of thing. Yeah, it, it all started. Quick start, quick finish. Um, but, yeah, and then UCLA may have laid out a little bit of a blueprint. Right. For Baylor. And, again, like this is – I love how the majority of sports are, there's a lot of upsets, there's a lot of craziness, we're talking instant reactions, and what was your feeling on that, and did you see that coming or not? And then when the dust settles, it's once again, the two favorites, the one seed versus the one seed, and then, you know, as we saw this one, Gonzaga, they just came out flat. I think right after playing UCLA, they finally played a team that... I think they had to put so much into that one that, like, that adrenaline just went all in that one so you came yeah, this they one had like that, holy they crap had that adrenaline dump and i just i just think they played a more athletic team that could match them in all all areas you know like they could match them down low could match them point guard could match them on the outside and then even the bench cuz Gonzaga don't play a, a bunch of bench players right. i think they only play seven players so Baylor Baylor plays like 10 players and just they're all athletic big you know, strong, and they came out and played Gonzaga, and, and they played the new the new ball basically that that every team is going towards this yeah, three ball the threes, yep. and they were shooting them good, like they were hitting their shots. They brought in bench player Vitol, right from Baylor, and and he was out rebounding them. He was out, he was just out plassing them, and uh, that kind of just put everything in in perspective for Gonzaga to lose that game. Well, and to really put in perspective, and I'm glad that you said that it was. Um, just one through the whole lineup, the team really put it on. And because if I'm looking at the team stats here, yeah, Baylor shot six more threes, but hit five more of them also. They out-rebounded them, but also offensive rebounds, 16 offensive rebounds for Baylor and five for Gonzalez. game-changing. That is a backbreaker yes. right there. If you're getting the defensive stop on the initial shot, but then you can't actually put a cap at the end of it and they end up scoring the basket anyway. Yep. That's just, especially 16. That's heartbreaker after heartbreaker. More assists, more blocks, more steals, less turnovers. There it is. Like a complete team effort. Dominate him from the start, finish it out at the end, and you got a 16 point victory for Baylor. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of the, the experts' picks. Congratulations yeah, to all the those. Yeah, they're the prohibitive favorite. Was all Gonzaga the people out there that long. had them in their the final like bracket, those two, yeah. two facing against each other. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't either. <laughs> I wanted to because they're always there. But again, this is my hiccup with them is year after year. There's a lot of right. Uh, so analysts, saying, this was the year, but I'm like, I've them. heard that before. Right. So I just can't pick them yet. Is this the year? And then they go down to the final game. Yeah. I mean, they, they looked good. I did see something kind of funny. It was messed up. At the Maybe same time. next year is their year. <laughs> they showed uh, it was a meme through social media that. It showed two Gonzaga players, and it was like coming to an LA Fitness near you. I did see that. That 
that yeah. That man's mustache is phenomenal, by the way. <laughs> well, that was one thing they were saying. Baylor, That's why I can Baylor, see it happening. Well, they were saying the Baylor basketball team works out with the Baylor football team and the weight and conditioning training yeah. and football. And mm-hmm. like I said, they just, they're more athletic and they just seem more fit. And, you know, the team basketball gets you so far, but Baylor had the team and they also had the athleticism. Yeah. And who knows that UCLA dump, you go into overtime and, that was a hell of a win, too, you know? Oh, so yeah. It was a hell of a shot, a hell of a win. Um, but, yeah, not for nothing. As far as you go with Gonzaga, we talked about all the blowouts that, that they had in route onto UCLA. Baylor had a whole lot of blowouts along the way as well, yeah. but they there was a few of them in there where it was 10 points, 9 points. Right. Like a lot closer finishes, and maybe that prepared them right for the slugfest well, that conference. might be the their championship. conference prepared them. Yeah. Their conference prepare them. You go and you play Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, Kansas. You know, you're in, there. Yeah, you're in that conference. And even Kansas State, who played trash this year, came and they played o- Baylor. And I think they're the team who beat Baylor. It was one of them lower Big 12 teams that actually beat Baylor. So it's just once you're in that conference, you know, you just have that pride. And Gonzaga, they just they just didn't have, they weren't matched. Right. So until they met to the t- got to the tournament, and like I said, they had a nice little ride there. And not to knock them, they had a great team. You know, they're a great team. They're not number one. And you still, it's you don't go basketball. undefeated through all that. You and not have a good you team. Don't, I mean, you don't win thirty games. You don't. It helps just, again. You're hot at the right time. Yep. Baylor was that team that just the matchups were there. They had better matchups. They had the ended up being the better team. Yep. And, you know, some days your shots go in. Maybe if they played ten times, seven-game series or something, you know, who knows what would have changed. Who knows? But I really Baylor think looked like the better team. This is one of those ones where no matter who won, I don't think people would have been upset. Like, normally you'll right. have if those. Right, that... if you're not an alum for either school. Exactly. You like where it was headed. You, I mean, obviously. The average fan, everybody's like, I'm happy with these two teams being there. It's not the perennial, you know, teams that are constantly – Going down there, everyone, the team that hopes, everyone, hates. everyone hopes to see the underdog get there, right? But at the end of the day, this is as real as it gets. These two best teams ended up playing each other, and this yeah. is what you got. And this underdogs is- because they hadn't won the championship before, but still the number one seed going into that's the thing. <laughs> Gonzaga's <laughs> like labeled as like an underdog, but they're always going to like the, the sweet 16s and things like that. They just can't seem to ever get past that hump. You know, they, they get to Final Fours. Yeah, they get closer and closer every year. This well, because it's Gonzaga it and no one's ever heard of it except for college basketball. And again, it was not that long ago where nobody ever heard of it, period. Right. So that's kind of why they're still that underdog. Because you don't hate them the way you hate a, a Duke, UNC, you know, the, the UCLA, the perennials that have always seemed to be around there. You tend to start to hate those guys. Yeah, the, the blue those bloods. Those blue blood teams that you're like, I'm tired of seeing these same teams here. It's cool to see something different. And that's the way it was kind of me here. I was like, oh, this is cool to see two teams that have never won it. I don't, I don't care either way. If it's not my team. Yeah, I like to see cool. the change of scenery every now and then. You know, it's even when you follow sports and you have your teams and you know yeah, your Do team. you ever want to stop winning if it's your team that's winning? Hell no. Well, of course. But if, like, if your team's not in it, then you start looking you know, for the I mean, underdog. Yeah. Who hasn't won in a while? Who's, who's, right. Who would be a breath of fresh air? There's No matter what, you know, in a 10-year span, your team, a team that you follow, is going to go through a rebuild. Whether it's a 500 rebuild or whether it's just straight to trash, like, I don't know, the Bears. But, uh, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> just, I'm glad you snuck that in there. <laughs> but, you know, it, it just – 
you see it happen and you expect Tori has left the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you expect the teams to fall off and it's a circle of, hey, look, it took these guys 50 years to get into the championship. Both of them. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, either way, you're happy as an alum, you know? Like, you're happy as a college sports fan to see someone else yeah. get, 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 get the chance to go in there. Also, speaking about breath of fresh air and teams winning a national championship that haven't won, Stanford hasn't won for women's basketball in the last 29 years. And they came in, again, they, they were the one seed. So they were supposed to be there, but they did take care of business. They beat one-point game, came down to the very yeah. end. Another good March Madness, NCAA women's basketball. That was a thriller. Yeah, uh, it was UConn. UConn was in a thriller, too, against, I believe it was Arizona who beat them. Speaking of a blue one blood point. that wins year right. in, year UConn out. UConn is yeah. that team that everyone's tired of yeah. seeing, so that was cool to kind of have them not get there. And even South Carolina. South Carolina, I think Stanford is going to be South Carolina. All four of them games went down to, like, the wire, and, like, they were all legitimate. Like, you're just so used to UConn just blowing everybody out when, you know. But you do, lately you've been having South Carolina, UConn, and um, maybe it's Stanford. There's another – or Baylor. I think it's Baylor. Baylor's yeah, was Baylor there for was a while. In, yeah. They had their run. Yeah. Stanford's a team that always seems so, to be around there. But. You know, with uh, Griner. Yep. And then yeah. a few years ago you had the Mississippi State right. knockoff. UConn too. So that's one thing about March Madness is maybe, like I said, if you play a series. Oh yeah, if you would, do a best of seven, if you you're know, the one seed, you're probably different outcomes. Win. But yeah. that's part of what makes March Madness excellent is yeah. that you can have that upsets and those those runs, those little mini runs by these. Got to show up one time. That's it. I mean, that's the it. UCLA that's an 11 seed, you make that deep run. That, that that's what the madness is all about. And so I tell you what, that's actually, I think it's gonna be. A great new feature for the NBA if we're going to switch basketball onto professional basketball with them adding in that, that playoff bubble, game. Yeah. The playoff thing there at the end. I really like the play in game. The only thing is, I feel like you're getting kind of shafted if you're the seven or eight seed. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. yeah if you already earned your spot in there and well, now you got to defend technically it. Technically, you didn't earn it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yet. So it's kind of messed up, you know? But in a way, like. Run that. I like it. So if you, if it's a one-game difference or a one-and-a-half game difference, then I'm like, okay, cool. That's still – Yeah, who knows? The injuries, right? Now, if you have a, a, a five, six-game difference between the eighth and the ninth seed, then I'm like, okay, now it's just wrong that the eighth seed should have to do that because they earned it at that point. Well, you should be able to win too, arguably. Yeah, arguably, yes, but – you did what you needed to do to get to the eighth spot. Sounds like the madness. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like of the March. Clippers. Sounds like the Clippers are falling down. <laughs> well, and again, I tell you what. That's why I actually They're falling up technically. <laughs> I didn't really think too much about it, other than hey, that's kind of a, a neat deal, you know, for the seventh, eighth, ninth, ten teams to kind of battle it out for uh, for the bottom two. Hey, great! Now you get to play the one seed. Yeah. <laughs> Except when last year's defending champions might be in that one game playoff just to make sure that they can yeah. be there. And now I'm like, all right, rubs hands together. This is getting a little dicey. It could be interesting if the Lakers continue this this fall they're on. Well even even in the Eastern Conference, the Celtics they're right. falling hard, you know. We legitimately might have the Eastern Conference finals last year be in the first round. This year for the Heat and Celtics depending on how this plays out. And I'm good for that. I'm and even Denver that. versus Lakers on the other side. Yeah. Absolute craziness. I'm all for it. That's going to make an exciting playoff. Hopefully, 
I don't know if I want the Lakers to fall down that far. I don't think they will. I don't. I'm not thinking they're going to. I don't know if I want them to. It play just depends the, how these injuries. I mean, depends when they, they come they, back. They, they got to start coming back James and come and back Davis and come back. It just depends. And if where are they going to be when they do come back? Yeah, they're hovering right now, and the Mavericks are on a tear. And I'm not really worried about James coming back from his ankle. I feel like I don't know how. Well, I don't know how bad the ankle was, but. I'm more worried about Davis because, you know, you come back from that and he – you're probably not putting X amount of pressure on game, especially game pressure on right. the whole calf and knee. So And it was already bugging him earlier this year, and that's without mentioning that he's had a history of injuries right. plaguing him his first few years in the so league. So even if you're booted up or, you know, in, in some kind of pressure boot or whatever, you can sit there and shoot the ball. But in a game situation – Oh man, and then LeBron James, he plays so so hard. So right. it's like a sprained ankle. I don't know. You could probably tighten it up. You know, put a little. You know, but all it takes is that one time. Right. You come right. down wrong, and or, it was it was one of those freak. Right. Somebody diving for a ball kind of rolled him up a little bit. The same situation. What if he's yeah. going up for a dunk, comes down, and and just lands on somebody wrong? Right. I was half expecting him to like regrow his entire foot like piccolo from dragon ball c (laughs) (laughs) just completely regenerate it tie up his shoelace and keep going but yeah he's gonna be out for a while uh the longest end of his career and i'm worried how hard they're gonna have to play to not be in they're not gonna be able to come back and, and gradually get back into it they have to come back and go go because they need to make up ground I mean, again, right now they're still in in decent shape, but there's teams that are right on their ankles. I mean, you got the Blazers, the Mavericks. Ah, right on their ankles. Good one, Josh. <laughs> Good one, Well, Josh. and the second they sign a guy, uh, Andre Drummond, now he's hurt. Yeah, yeah he comes in. Now it's like, oh, hey, cool. They signed Ben uh, Ben McLemore. Yeah. Is he going to come in and get hurt too? Because I've seen this trend <laughs> yeah. so far for them. So I first thought, you know, this is all like uh, L.A., you know, showbiz stardom thing all of a sudden lebron james gets hurt and his movie space jam's coming out come on man come on he originally went to the lakers to shoot movies it it wasn't to win titles or to be yeah he went to la because he wanted to be hollywood hollywood exactly yeah i don't know what last year's title (laughs) disproved because they played it in orlando oh that's right he wasn't in hollywood hollywood shut down for covid so he was like well I guess. Let me go ahead and play hard and win. Let me go over here and just win the title. Since we're in Since Orlando, you guys are can't make do movies. <laughs> so this year, they're just going to go ahead and play in the 7th to 10 spot, take a one game out. And it just, just so going. happens everyone in that movie got hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Davis, him, Clay Thompson, they're all hurt. But didn't they say his... Is Damian Lillard in it as well? Yeah, Damian Lillard. So I think he's the only Lillard one that... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, is this like the Madden curse? <laughs> the new <laughs> Space Jam. So that means Dame's going to get hurt right yeah. as playoff starts. Uh, yeah, don't. I'm not going to win. Hey. Good call. But I'll, I'll tell you what. Yeah, like you said, Josh, um, there's a few... I mean, this is just a nuts year with all these injuries. I mean, I'm glad to see Embiid come back. I'm glad that Anthony Davis... Uh, is going to be back. LeBron should be back before. Uh, is Kevin Durant ever going to come back? Kevin Durant was supposed to come back the other night, and then James Harden uh, misses the last few games. Hamstring tightness. And again, you start looking at the muscle, and you're like, joint above, joint below. How's that going? And again, as we get closer, what are we, um, 
21 games left. Yeah, so we got about a month before yeah, playoffs. A little, so. a little month, yeah. I mean, now's the time. If you're going to – if it's tightening up, you rest them. I think you do a little Greg Popovich, yes. rest them. You think so? Because this, this is, is usually when teams ramp up the intensity, and I don't know if these bodies can hold I, But on. I don't know if they need to. If you can – you want all three of them healthy come playoffs because right now they're in the East. It doesn't matter if they're none one, of them two, three. Right. They're going to be in that top three, four seeds. You want all three of them together because they've played a handful of games together as the big three. And they're still on a tear without the three of them being together. That's what's been incredible. Yeah, they're taking over the one seed, you know. It just yeah, so happened the injury happened to Embiid. And right. It's been crazy, man. It's been it's super crazy. Super crazy year in basketball. And I feel like the series are going to be great. The series are going to be awesome to watch. What's Hopefully crazy to me healthy series. is you're talking about the Throughout. number one seed is you got the, the Jazz and the Suns over here in the West. Who? Exactly. <laughs> I just knew yeah, that's where you're going with that. Nobody's talking about them. It's amazing how much. What are you much... talking about? I'm a huge jazz fan. <laughs> yeah. The number yeah. one jazz fan that I know hasn't yeah. even talked about. <laughs> That's because we're, we're all we do is win. Even when we lose, we just win again. <laughs> it's because they're you boring. Say, Tori, we just go on like a long streak after we just we lose a game. We'll go on like a 7-8 game. Yeah, the Utah streak. Jazz own the three longest winning streaks of the season so far. All three, Jazz, Jazz, Jazz. If you lose a game, you go ahead and just I think right now they're, what, 9-1 and one in the last 10, something like that. I believe like, that's accurate. Yeah, they, we actually just lost to the Mavs. You know I, mean? I know. My other <laughs> my other four straight. Team. Yeah. Again, they're getting hot now. Perzingis be damned. Right. And they're just pushing. Here's where it gets scary with them is if you look at their offensive rating, it's skyrocketing. And so they're like, to hell with the defense. We're just going to do what we did last year when we were in this spot and just destroy everyone offensively and just see where it goes. And right now, four straight wins. Can that be sustainable when you play right. in the playoffs? Where playoffs defense? Different. It's, definitely, it's definitely more fun to watch. But it's definitely more fun to watch, especially if but you're they a made a run, like but, but they would have made a better run, too, if Porzingis didn't get hurt you know, in the playoffs. So that's just another thing. Like Honestly, though, if you're not a Jazz, a Mavericks or Trailblazers fan in the West. I mean, you know what I mean? You're just a casual, what, L.A. fan? You know what I mean? <laughs> or one of those singled-out Phoenix Suns fans. <laughs> right. Out there, the, the only guy cheering on his team. Yeah, in the desert, yeah, the desert all by yourself. That lonely little Joe out there. Yeah. Just. Hey, you know, whatever it takes to get Devin Booker his first taste of the playoffs, and then we can really see what that guy can do, which is probably going to be heat up. Again, he'll probably average his 30, 40 points, but I don't know if the rest of the guys are going to come up with him. I'm curious to see how they're going to play it out. It's all about matchup. That's really what it all is going to come down to. True. Do they play smart? So depending on who the, the, the seventh seed is or if that playoff seed is coming into where it'll be the, the Lakers. Yeah, if you're the Phoenix Suns and you're going into the playoffs for the first time, do you want and you have the second seed? Do you right. want to play the Lakers, the defending champ? Do in the you first start round? to see that that could be a potential and drop a couple games to go down to like a third spot to avoid having to build, play the Lakers all together in that first round? That's not a team you want to play in the first round because you're going to have a a healthy ish. We'll see how healthy out of with a, a LeBron, AD, Drummond should be back at that point. Like they're going to be good. Do you want to play that? Do you want to face that that first round? In a series? Right. In a series? That's yeah. going to be hard to do, even yeah. as the home team. If they end up in that playoff or in that play-in game, that's where whatever team goes against them has to do the rest of the league a giant favor yeah. <laughs> and just take them out right then. 
Oh my god, that would be that'd be good. That would be a meme for an entire year. Yeah, yeah. If you won the title, then you got knocked out in the not even the playoffs, but the play-in game. Rough. But if you can catch him at that bad spot, you now imagine the hate that LeBron will get because oh, he already gets enough. Oh yeah. man, let him lose. Give the haters some <laughs> fodder. Yeah, give him yeah, something man. to use. Because they've been Michael sad Jordan all year did? long. Michael Jordan. He shot Space Jam and won. <laughs> All he had yeah. was uh, Bill Murray. Yeah. And you got saved LeBron. his ass. He was the real MVP. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to say, yeah, you want to talk about Kyrie Irving and Ray Allen saving LeBron. <laughs> Bill Murray yeah. saved Jordan. He bailed yeah. him out. He him was and- the first real water boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like that, that, the next new meme is LeBron's out here trying to, to get Gandalf and oh, Superman and all this. And all Michael had was Bill Murray. <laughs> Like the hate for this man is yeah. so incredible, I love it. I'm uh, all for it. Hey, I'm right there with them. If you're great, they hate. That's the biggest thing. When when you're on that level, you're gonna have haters. You just gotta embrace it. It's awesome. Um, quick question, Josh. Since we talked about a couple of the favorites here to make it to the finals, the Lakers and the Nets. How do you feel about your Clippers getting the corpses of Rajon Rondo and Demarcus Cousins to shore up your lineup? I'm personally happy about it. I'm a little bit. There's one thing that does kind of bother me, is when Rondo comes in, the whole team's like, "Oh, this is the leader we needed." And That's like, the problem, guys. <laughs> I understand Kawhi's not a vocal. vocal person, a vocal leader, but still, you need to be a leader, and it's not Paul George's team, like because it's Kawhi's. So you have two stars. That's your issue. Is that Rondo comes in as a vet, as a leader who's won a title for the Celtics and the Lakers, and. Like the, he's talking to the locker room, right? Paul George comes out from like day one, basically saying this guy's already been taken over as a leader. Like that's a kind of embarrassing. I don't know if I would admit that as I'm on, on Paul George, because I'm supposed to be that. the you know the the second guy here. I'm supposed to be the man, and this guy just comes onto my team, and already it's his team. That's kind of embarrassing to me. Listen, I'm PG thirteen. <laughs> All I do is ball. <laughs> playoff P. Yeah, playoff P. As long as we get playoff P and not pandemic P, we're what okay. What did Kawhi have to say about that? Oh, I didn't hear anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he said about as all he's going to say ever. <laughs> so there's <laughs> his, <laughs> <laughs> his vocal leadership on the matter. Yeah. Now, the Boogie thing, I'm, I'm interested to see where Boogie's at. I'm curious. I minutes. really... <laughs> A good 10 minutes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's uh, the Rockets gave him... Okay, so he's averaged 20 and 10 basically throughout his career. When the Houston Rockets played him 20 minutes throughout the season, uh, he averaged 9-5. and five. And so you figure you play a full game, you probably hit that 20-10 and 10 again. But he definitely just has not been the same type of guy when he was with the Warriors and then now he's with the Rockets. And he just doesn't move like the 30-year-old that he is. He moves like he's like 39. That's what I'm saying. He's, he's only 30, but the injuries have just destroyed his body. And he can't seem to stay healthy. So I'm hoping with he's had a lot of time off. Come in. You slowly bring him in. I hope so. Cause All you need him for is playoffs. Let him come in. Supporter. And, come in in playoffs. When you a you series. Can't teach, you can't teach seven foot. So you just need seven foot to go in there and just give you ten minutes. Let, uh, what is it, Zubak or. Bojan Bonvani. Bon, bon, however you say his name. The. Bogdanovich? Bogdanovich. Come on, guys. Tighten up. I'm sorry. These European names, bro. Boban. I mean, the, the big down. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, 
You just need you need you need Cousins in there for about ten minutes, and you need that seven foot just a hit the rim. You don't really need him for the offensive. You know what I mean? You just you need them to bring in the size, get a rebound, uh, block up the rim, block block up the lane, play some defense. He'll probably foul out, but yeah, make, use him for his physicality. His if you can get him to come body. in off the bench when when nobody's there, get hot for a little bit, get you ten points. And you have a win right there for you. Like that's what you want from this guy. Is that's what you're hoping the Nets are going to get a, out of Blake Griffin? So. Right on a hot night, he'll get you a, a ten point night. Right when your your stars are on the bench, and this guy kind of comes in and does a little bit for you. That's all you're asking from him. Hopefully, he can stay healthy long enough to be able to do that and have somewhat of what his prime was. I don't think you're going to see that. I think I think he just he don't have the legs under him. It's, his better days are over and. Use him for his size. I I agree there. But better hopefully. days were wasted in Sacramento. Yeah, <laughs> and that's unfortunate. Yeah, he was he was definitely a baller. He was definitely a baller. Like him as a person. Um, I just maybe a solid ten minutes, and hopefully the Clipper Clippers utilize him properly. You know what I mean? That's that's all you can really say. He's about on a cousin. contender. Yeah, and, you know, and it's it's anchored by the defense of Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and now Rondo and. We'll see. I I'm hopeful for him because yeah, he was he was he was a stud, a four time All Star. Listen, I what I'm really nervous about is if they don't win, then you might as well go ahead and say goodbye to Kawhi. Because if I'm him, I'm not going to resign with this team. I mean, that's right, Kawhi's contract. Is up, he did isn't this it? this two year, three year deal, like plus a player option, and so right. now he gets to decide. <laughs> so it's up to him if he wants to come back. You know, Paul George was a genius. He was like, hey, I see that this is not going to look out for me. Uh, let me get this max contract now. So, Yeah, whether y'all trade me if Kawhi heads out or not. <laughs> right. Y'all rebuild <laughs> without the both of us. Let me get my money now. That way y'all don't try to. Well, it's not like Kawhi's not balling. Up. You know what I mean? Kawhi's balling. It's not Kawhi's fault. Right. That's the thing. So if you're him, does he come back when they're not showing that? Now um, I just wonder if he feels crazy for leaving Toronto because they actually had something going there. One year and you set all that up and. Poof. Yeah, you leave, you know, and they had Siakam, they had Lowry, they had, you know. Well, right Baca. now it's looking like a good move. Siakam and Lowry. Yeah. Well, right now and it's looking like a good move because they're the what, 11 seed. <laughs> they're finally looking like they're actually going to embrace a rebuild, which, I mean, you respect them for the last two years trying to defend the title and for running it back again. Uh, but it's definitely time for Toronto to embrace that rebuild. And I do think it was a good move for Kawhi to move on for the Raptors because he had been talking about how he, how he wanted to go and play back in, in LA and you know, that's where he's from and he gets the opportunity to do that. Now here's where I want to see if he's committed to right. playing in LA and, or does he which go LA? That's the thing. Does he a just lot say, of Lakers contracts hey, are up this year I'll too. I'll stay in LA. I'll just huh. play on the other side now. Look, uh, Schroeder doesn't have let a me, deal. Let me switch. Montrez locker doesn't rooms. have a deal. All these other guys are on one year deals. I see what the Nets did. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. see you like, over there on the East Coast. LeBron's yeah. out here trying to recruit Curry over there. <laughs> yeah, he is trying to do that. Hey, Curry's think, getting pissed off with the way they're doing things right now. I think it's safe to say that if anyone's ta- or if LeBron's talking to anyone, he's definitely recruiting them. <laughs> That's what he does. ABR, always Listen, be recruiting. I, there's nothing wrong with it. It's it's smart move to do that. The, my thing is, if you're Curry, do you leave that much money? Because they already been said that he's going to get the super max, biggest contract in NBA history. Do you leave that on the table to go over there? You already have rings. You don't need to go ring chasing anymore. 
do you just finish your career out with the team that you've been with and they're going to get better next year? That's why I don't see him leaving. They got some decisions to make. I don't make. know because, you know, they did do that thing. The only thing I think of because I see him wanting to get the, get the money, the max contract. He already has something with the Warriors. Why would you leave the Warriors? I feel like he's already set in stone with Golden State. But they did a, th- a story on him. I don't know if it was during All-Star or what it was. They were born in the same hospital. They were both born Akron. in – yeah, they were both born in Ohio. They were both born – you know, they were – they got a lot of similarities. Yeah, you know what I mean? A lot like, of the same ties back to the same. Yeah, so it was like, I don't know. The, I, I could see something like that. Does you that know? tarnish his legacy? At this rate, is is all these legacies are just becoming the same? Let's switch up. Let's play with whoever yeah, I want. I mean, yeah, that's true. The only, one, the only one that for some reason that never came to happen was Chris Paul and LeBron James. And they're like best friends, and they always want to play together, and it just never and What happened. really drives me crazy is... I feel like Chris Paul is LeBron James, but six feet tall. Right. Like, they have the frame, run the, the court the same way. They are the, the IQ leaders level, the same yeah. way. Exactly. I was like, man, that would be who LeBron was if he was 6'1". Right. If he had some yeah. build, One, 180. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, like, I, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, that one still blows my mind. Um I got really excited way back in the day, uh, 2011, 2012, CP3 was supposed to join the worst Carmelo trade. and Amari Sotomayor on the Knicks. Okay, I thought you were going to try to go to the, the the blocked trade that the NBA didn't allow to happen whenever they were trying to trade CP3. CP3 oh, you mean the when the fans tried to burn the NBA down for allowing <laughs> the Heat to get together and they said superstars are bad to team up and like, so that when Kobe has a chance to get a guy and the NBA actually has a chance to step in and stop a super team from forming and then they're like, we're not going to let it happen. Then Kobe fans have an issue with that. Yeah, that one. Listen, <laughs> I don't feel a type of way about that. Any kind of Lakers should not ever complain about trades because that the worst trade in the history of the NBA that Jerry West kind of uh, hooked up the Lakers with that oh, Pau Gasol trade. That was a favor. <laughs> like No one in the hey. NBA even knew that Pau Gasol was available. available. <laughs> and and the trade deadline was a month still. And it's like, here, you take him for nothing, and then I'm going to go ahead and leave this team so I can go help my old franchise. Like, worst trade, but they don't want to let the CB3 happen, which, I was again, I'm grateful for. See, I just don't see how it was going to work anyways because Bynum was at the end of his career due to injuries, and he just didn't have it in him anymore. He was right. completely focused on other stuff. And then you had to give up Pau Gasol. At the same time, and so you have no interior presence. You have no one to run the triangle, well, and then you have they, Kobe and CP3. Odom? Was Odom there, or was he kind of mentally know. I mean, because checked Odom ever out there? as well? I feel well, like I don't it know. I mean, Odom, Odom, Odom was balling. Yeah, Odom Listen, had a couple. Good oh, he years. was a baller, yeah, for sure. Six man of the year. I don't remember that that exact exact. Deadline. Right, I can't oh, it was close. Yeah, but I feel like that that team right there. You know what I mean with the Bynum, the Pogasol, the Odom, and then obviously Kobe. If you're a Laker fan, you know well enough all the favors of free agency and trades that have happened for you. You're good to miss out on one. Exactly. Especially when you complain about a super team getting together. And, <laughs> oh, now you want yours too? You've had them your entire fanhood. Right. You have no one matter, now from no what I hear. What age. <laughs> yeah. Like the Lakers have had just an all-star, perennial all-star teams. So you can never complain about any you're of the franchise. You're a bandwagon fan. Oh, yeah? You're a Laker fan. When did you start liking them? 2001? Oh, how ironic. Shaq and Kobe, peak years, great. Well, it was like they were the only ones on TV. 
<laughs> also <laughs> true, yeah. I mean, it was like it was like what games on the Lakers. Oh, first. Lakers again? I like yeah. the Lakers because my dad liked the Lakers. Oh yeah, because he grew up watching Kareem and Magic. <laughs> Big game, James. How ironic! They're also the only ones on TV. Anyways, that's just a small rant. Go all those big markets. <laughs> Let's switch off to uh, to the NFL. Where are you guys at with the the Sam Darnold uh, being moved to Carolina? I was kind of hoping he'd go to Pittsburgh, uh, but Speak I don't hate that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Our resident Pittsburgh fan, fan did not you. want him. I'm surprised you didn't want him. So strong arm, no, kind of thick build QB. Get, get give away what you know what I mean? A couple picks, and we actually do good in the draft. So, but you're, so you're getting a first round graded quarterback. A top five graded quarterback from that what? Sam Darnold was from what? From two years ago, they got he was a top five that didn't pan out. Th- on what team? You know, did Ryan Tannehill pan out? You know who Ryan Tannehill had as a coach? The same coach that this guy had. <laughs> Quit talking about my Bears. <laughs> Adam Gaze is a great offensive coordinator, not a, a head coach. He's a, a quarterback destroyer. So facts. <laughs> Give this man a good team. The Jets have never, in the past, I don't know how long now, have not had a good team. Put him on a team that actually has weapons like the Steelers have. And I guarantee you he's going to look a lot better now, even with going to the Panthers that don't have great, great weapons, but better weapons than the Jets have. The kid has great potential to look good for a second-round pick and a fourth-round pick. And a sixth-round pick. And a sixth-round pick. Does the sixth-round pick really matter? How many sixth-rounders really pan out? I mean, you know, at the end of the day, not saying I wouldn't want him. I just, uh, I'm not like, it's, I mean, it's not, I hear it's not you, a big miss. You, you're talking about uh, Trask. Trask. Trask is all right. Uh, like, Give me Sam Darnold a thousand times over, over Trask. You think so? For sure. Oh, here we no, go. No, I don't know. All don't day, know. every day. I don't know about that. Give I'm me actually a- hoping that Haskin works out a little bit, that we get some Mike right, Tomlin love I, I, I in there. Yeah, and see if he can pan out to be what he's supposed to be. We get a steal. Oh, that'll be a, a huge deal. That'd be deal. great. Like, I was telling uh, people, I don't think Rudolph is the answer there, but the Darnold trade, all jokes aside, I was just telling these guys, Watch him try to do some, you know, hey, here, take Bridgewater and Darnold, and we'll, you know, take Watson's troubles. You know what I mean? Let's bring Watson's well, troubles to They were Carolina. a big favorite to land Watson. Right, right. So they were willing to give up everything to get McCaffrey Watson McCaffrey and picks. The... And so maybe this is going to play out a little differently. Now but you've I don't got some know. Watson troubles. It's like. Listen, if I'm an NFL team and I'm looking for a quarterback. NFL is really good may, at covering stuff up. They I may cover pull the up. trigger on Watson. True. And, and taking the chance that, oh, they can If he's suspended for half a year, even if he's suspended for a full year, you're getting a top-five quarterback, and you don't have to go up much right now because all the legal issues. So you can kind of way undercut, like, hey, I'm doing lowball him. Houston a favor right. by taking this Let me take this headache that you guys don't need because your team is already enough of a joke. Now you have this on your hands. Let me take that off your hands and just kind of see what happens I think with both this. y'all need a new scenery. You know, I've like, got two quarterbacks for you. Maybe the separation is good for the both of them. Right. But no, like, I think for Carolina, now you kind of just, now you have another headache to deal with. Now you got the Teddy Bridgewater to deal with. Right. And that's the thing with him. He's, he's just last year, I want to say it was three years, 60 million, 33 million guaranteed. You don't want to cut that because now you're going to have 20 million in dead it. cap. You know, if you try to trade him, who wants to take on those salary caps? I was racking my brain, and I'm like, "There's who wants to take on that kind of a contract for that quarterback? He is a bridge quarterback. He's a guy that you're going to bring in for a year or two after you draft a rookie, 
let the rookie sit behind him for that one year or whatever, and then go. Well, and Josh, you and I, we were talking about this a little bit before we uh, started the podcast. And, you know, we're like, well, maybe if the Broncos are looking to move on from Drew Locke. But again, now I'm reading articles that they're rumored to be trading up. Right. They're going to be a quarterback in the top five also. Where's this dead cap space? Maybe like the Steelers could pick up Teddy Bridgewater for like you know 500k or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what I'm trying to do. Well, and like Maybe an NBA Sean, type, Sean scene. King, you know, reincarnated Teddy Bridgewater type deal. You call know? up Sean Payton and the Saints. They know a little bit about dead cap. Nah, <laughs> They're yeah. trying to get rid of it themselves. Unfortunately, with the, there's not the the same buyout market in the. Well, we shared a quarterback too, who's kind of like Teddy Bridgewater, Cordell Stewart. You know what I mean? So. Get Cordell Stewart. He went to the Bears. He played for the Steelers. You know, it's kind of like a Teddy Bridgewater because we have a defense, and you kind of just need that. We have a defense. You had a defense. You traded Fuller. Your quarterbacks uh, are done. You're trying to get rid of Mac. I mean, basically the Bears are done. I feel like our entire front office and coach There's are about the, to get I mean, fired. I mean, there was the package that they were trying to go with the – They tried to get Wilson. They tried to get Wilson, and I think it was what? April Fool's. Uh, no, no, like the legit one that they <laughs> offered was, I think, three picks, and then it was Mac and a safety, I want to say it was. So, I mean, there was like a legit offer out there that they offered three and two players, which were both defensive players. So it's like... Denied. You're going to take the strength of your team and cripple well, that so down. You, you know what you do then? You get Andy Dalton. <laughs> so, right, it's so much cheaper. It's a lot easier. To and he's won a lot more games than even Mitch Trubisky in the last two years. <laughs> what? And you know who's like Andy Dalton? Sam Darnold. <laughs> That's disgraceful <laughs> that you do that comparison. Sam Darnold, I might take him over. If he's in this year's draft, I'm taking him as the second quarterback. Behind Sunshine. Where then are you taking Josh Rosen? Because he was also one of those. Well, Rosen's proven that he's an absolute assets. bum. <laughs> now, um, I just think that the Darnold gets a little bit more hate than I think he deserves when you're playing for We're a, definitely gonna an find atrocious out. team. And I just don't think Carolina, they got rid of one of their great weapons that would help a young That's the thing. quarterback. So now you with got this rid draft of coming up, one of these receivers are, have a great chance of falling down to him. You take one of these young receivers that are coming in to fill in that weapon of Curtis Samuel. And, Instead of and, a QB? Well, the Panthers don't need a quarterback anymore. Are you sure? You just you just signed a very young one. But is he the answer? you got to find out now. You just brought him in. So You don't want to draft. Now, if you draft a quarterback right now, now you're splitting your locker room. Because you're always going to have that guy behind I'm pretty him. sure they already split their locker room because <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater is still there. And Teddy Bridgewater was like... I thought this was my team. Whoa, I thought we were cool. Hence why they already said that they gave him, hey, you can go try to try to find a trade. If someone wants you, we'll trade you. But no one's going to want him. I agree. He's too too pricey. But he's that, that veteran backup quarterback. Is he a veteran? He's I a veteran. I wouldn't call him a veteran. I wouldn't call him a veteran. Listen, if you've been in longer than four years, Experience. you're a veteran at that point. I mean, he, he was, was out for like two years with a broken leg, <laughs> and he's still kind of, uh, you know. He just—he's a serviceable quarterback, but he to me is not a starting quarterback. I don't know. Like I—I I don't hate him because he's a Florida boy, but I just—I don't know. You didn't—I don't think you upgraded your quarterback. I—I th- I think I seen we were talking. You brought up social media and stuff, and it was just like 
yeah, we're going in reverse. Like, go back, go back, go back. And it was just like, the, the go back Cam, to Cam. Yeah. Teddy. And I, was now, like, I said, go back. Yeah. And now you got Sam Darnold. It's just like, I don't know what they're doing over there, man. Now it's like, I just feel really bad for Christian McCaffrey. But if, if you get him another weapon, see what this kid can You have to take the chance if you're the Panthers. Because the it's not right now that you're doing anything. You're looking at two, three years from now because the Bucks aren't going anywhere. The Falcons should be ahead of you if the Falcons can get their crap together and play the way that their potential should be. So as long as the Bucks forgot, the Saints don't know what's going on at their quarterback position either. So you're you're looking at third in your division already. Yeah, behind those two, especially behind. I don't know. I just rather live in New York City and play for a crappy team than go to North Carolina and play for a crappy team. I mean, that depends on who you are. Do you? If you don't want that huge spotlight on you and that extra pressure. And that franchise. The Jets are perennial losers. Like, they just suck. The Panthers are at least middle of the pack. Like, they're not terrible. And you have a better team in Carolina than you have in, in New Jersey over there. I don't know, man. I, I, I like... You, wanna I like play, you don't want to play with Christian McCaffrey? For what, six I would, games? I would love to have Christian McCaffrey. So you bring in more weapons so you can take a little bit of pressure off of him. I don't know. I just I, I believed in the Jets coach that they brought over their Salah, and I thought they was I don't know. Just we're, we're about to find out. Like we're gonna have our draft episode, and we'll, we're gonna make more predictions. And I just the whole Darnold thing. Me personally, I'm glad the Steelers didn't get mixed up with that. Um, there, we still need. There's there's a lot of teams out there that need offensive lines. And this isn't the draft class for you. Yeah, it's just if not you're looking draft. for an offensive line, yeah. I don't think this is the. I'm just not even. I think this one is that deep with offensive line. I'm just not just, high on. Do you want to take them in that top? I'm just five-ish. not high on any of the, like yeah, even the top ten for offense. Like they they got a couple ranked in the top ten. Even I think they got two ranked in the top seven. Well, Penny Sewell is more than likely going to, in my personal it, opinion, I think he's going to go to the Bengals. And but even him, I'm just really not the, this, this the, sold the on the Northwestern. And he sat out last year. The Northwestern kid, I, he's going to. Probably be the next one that'll go. I think you just go Big Ten. I think you go Big Ten. You always go Northwestern. You know your Wisconsin, right? Michigan, Michigan State. Like those are the people I want on my offense. Alabama, of course. You know, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. Like I said, we'll we'll have our own episode for that. But for the Darnold, you know, before I just, this, eh, I, I I said the Jets should keep Darnold. I think they should. I think I, I, I think said they that from the beginning. Pan it you, you out. You keep and him, what? and you give him weapons that he's never had. He's never had weapons with the Jets. Your offensive line is trash. Your running backs are trash. Your wide receivers are, are okay. But even when the Jets were decent on defense in his first year there, and they were actually looked like they were doing something, and he came in with all this hype. All I can just remember is him saying, "I'm seeing ghosts out there." But that's against the Patriots when the Patriots were great and the Patriots defense, which can make a rookie see ghosts. Even if you're a great team, ghosts aren't out there, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think about actual ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> now, every QB sees ghosts, especially when they are a rookie and there's a lot of pressure on their plate. And again, Bill Belichick defense, like he always, yeah. especially as a rookie, like he just destroys you. He takes away half of your field. Like already, most of the time, you're only using half of a field. So he takes away half of your half. And then you're really screwed. And when you're throwing to nobody, their best wide receiver is Jamison Crowder last year. It's not a great option. Their, their tight end didn't pan out. They had Le'Veon Bell. That didn't pan out. 
if they were running like what was Frank Gore last year? Was their their running yeah, back? Yeah, buddy. Old franchise. <laughs> That's a problem. I don't know. I just the Jets just, are on the right I path. I just don't see. Yeah, I think. I think. I do think they're on the right coach. path. I think you got a new coach. You go over there, and now you just go to Carolina, and Carolina is it's like you're starting over from what you had. You hope these teams are going to get you a line, and you hope you have. It's a rebuilding franchise. He's going to another yeah, yeah, McCaffrey, rebuilding franchise. But McCaffrey gets hurt too, so now you're hoping. Uh, what's their one wideout they have over there in Carolina? Uh, they picked up. He was actually what a jet, uh, Robbie Anderson. Yeah, so it's like, I don't know, man. I, it's just I'm not sold. Draft on it. another receiver weapon, and you know this this is a high class for wide receivers. So even if you get the fifth, sixth wide out, right. or you know what I mean, you have you a high be draft pick. A good talent. Yeah, yeah. If they don't take a, a receiver Jamar with Chase the first, Devontae Smith, your second, you know, pick, you have another great chance. Tor, we talked about the, the Jets' picks. It's, what, six in the first 90 or something like that? Yeah, they have six picks in the first 98. So, out of 98 picks, you should be able to hitting on at least four out of that. They're Them and the Dolphins. The AFC East is going to be something scary here in the future with the way the Bills already look. The Patriots, I feel like, is a team you can never count out in the moves they've made. But the Dolphins and the Jets, the future for them. Dolphins have five picks in the top 81. So for them, those two teams, and then that's not counting the next year's draft where each t- each team has like An two or three first rounders again. Those two teams in the in the AFC East are going to be dangerous. And you still got the Bills and the Patriots, right? And then you hope the Bucks fall off. That's the thing for the Panthers. You you're not playing for this year or next year. You're you're playing for like two three years down the road. So you got to hope the Sam Darnold, who's coming in still on a rookie contract. I think next year is whenever his they can pick up the option for the fifth year if they want to. So he's coming into his fourth next year. And that's when you decide, okay, now we're going to go ahead and do a fifth-year option. So right. they still have time to do a really it. good job sitting behind Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> <laughs> so they have the time at least, not as long as you would want with a normal rookie quarterback, but they still have the time to figure out if they want to go with him or not. I personally, again, think it's a good move for both sides. The Panthers didn't give up too much. No, I think I think it was realistic. It was realistic. It was it made sense. It made sense and uh you got to give up something to get something and that's what yeah, they it's, did. It's a, it? a second rounder yeah. of next year that you're hoping by next year it's a, a mid round pick, not an early second. And, and like I said, you you go out there and this this is a very heavy wide out, a uh, very heavy linebacker, very heavy um defensive uh like D-line, linebacker, draft. Um, so if you need a wide out and you need some defense alignment and some linebackers. Yeah, edge rushers this year, there's a lot. Yeah, of that's kind of what, you, what you're looking at. And then you got your five quarterbacks. So if you're looking for a quarterback, you might be able to get one, you know. And I think out is of this it, draft. Is it five? I don't think so. <laughs> it, it never is. It never is. You know they always got to hype them up. Right. But the Ohio State, the Florida – and the Alabama quarterbacks, they never pan out. They never pan out. Next week, I'm really curious. Let, let's let's hold off, kind of do a, yeah. a teaser. But Mac Jones, I'm really curious to see where you guys are on Mac Jones. We'll hit that next week with our, our draft special coming up. I think there's one more thing I, I do want to hit on, something we don't really hit on this too, too often. A couple things with Major League Baseball. 
It was beautiful to see. I put it on on the Facebook group, Church and Skins Podcast. Check it out if you are not there. The uh, Texas Rangers having a, a full stadium. So great to see. I was so happy yeah, to see Yeah, back in the that. game. Back in the game. Literally like, back in the game. I was like, finally, we're, we're starting to get to the true normalization of everything. Not the, the Rays are doing a quote-unquote sold-out stadium at 9,000 people. I'm like, the Rays. <laughs> and then you see the toxic people back in the fa- stadiums, too. And you're like, this is why we probably shouldn't leave our house. Because <laughs> we throw trash cans on the field. <laughs> yes, for the, the, the Astros who were they playing the angels maybe i can't remember who it was they were playing you had a fan with an inflatable trash can that they threw onto the field oh yeah they let their presence be known <laughs> which it's funny but i'm like hey guys get over it already no matter what you do or say they got the ring their their banners up in their stadium and it's not going to get changed and this is this Even when is they the do toxic- a 30 for 30 on that yeah this is the talk to- the toxicity that we see and we're just like this is what we all wanted again. Deep down, <laughs> deep down, this is what we really wanted. Bring on more pettiness. Yeah. And even uh, even if we're switching like the uh, to sports, deserve. is uh, UFC. They're coming in April. The end of April, they come to Jacksonville. They have it's another like event in Houston. Stadium. Yeah, new full arena. Um, Houston's going to be a full arena. So you got some fights coming that are going to be full arena. And the UFC – they're uh, leaving their Reebok deal and they're going back to Venom, which Venom was like kind of one of their beginning sponsorships that they used, and uh, they'll be on ABC this weekend. There so you go. second, second nationally televised uh, fight that they're gonna have on ABC, and uh, yeah. So I mean, sports are coming back. Uh, we're kind of getting this COVID and pandemic. I don't want to say under control, but we're getting it. No, we're moving forward. We're moving forward. We're definitely day moving forward. And so the sports were a cover and a blanket for us, and they are for a lot of people. And I think through this time, we're trying to see it b- open back up. And even for us to start this podcast during the greatest time of a pandemic where we can't even go out and broadcast the way we want and show out the way we want, we need this for us. You know what I mean? So this is big for us. Absolutely. And now we can go and get our voice heard and actually go to these events and do things and make us grow so this is good this is good all around and uh even if it's another year you know what i mean we're in it for a long haul and this is, this is it's been a pleasure and you know nothing like timing for us well and we're all as a population on the planet we're all learning day by day throughout this in real time and so you know what worked before and what we thought was working beforehand did or didn't work now and so you can only get the news as it comes to you right and so We'll see if there, what the aftermath is from the full stadium, if there even is an aftermath. We'll see, but I tell you what, the visual itself was a truly beautiful sight, and it gives hope for the future. And yeah, when you go a year of not being able to have that, and just with the the, the we talked about the feels final like four. it's been like five years since right. a full stadium forever. Right? So you had yeah. the, the final four game when Gonzaga like aged. They hit the the game winning shot. Five years. Like I'm nostalgic he, for something that happened like a year ago. Right. Like that's bananas. With the, with the, the Gonzaga game, when he hits the game-winning shot on the, the Final yeah, Four, yeah. and he jumps up in front of the cardboard fans, it's like, he's excited, obviously, but man, that would be such a different atmosphere if you had the live fans there right. screaming and yelling instead of just your team surrounding you, and you're looking at all these cardboard cutouts. 
I'm like, man. Oh, it's turned around like, you know, I mean, you know he's dreamt. I mean, every basketball player right. dreamt of that shot. He even said that. He was like, I, I wanted to do what the the Wade, the Kobe, both Yeah, waiting Kobe, jumping on the table. Jumping on the table. He's like, that's what I wanted to do. And it's like, I'm sure it doesn't take away at all for him. No. But imagine what that would have been with the live crowd in front of you. Yeah, live crowd. I mean, not, not to say insane. there wasn't millions of people watching. Right. But... But electricity of having those fans right yeah, there just the going Aurora, nuts the, for you. The just, yeah, the actual see it is... Yeah, a true visceral feel. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Like, you don't get that same vibe from it. Like, again, he was obviously just ecstatic and, and overwhelmed. But he, just imagine again. It's not the same. Right. It's not the same. The only, the only cheering you're hearing is from behind you from your team. And it's like, you're looking out into the sea of cardboard. Yeah. Like man, this could have been so much better. Still going to be an iconic shot, and oh yeah, that that's, March Madness history. Yeah, that's going to be one of those. Well, it's going to be part of history no matter what, because the yeah. pandemic's always going to be a part. That's going to be a part just, of history. Yeah, just it, let alone. It's just it was. You had your game actually canceled. The tournament actually, you know, just last year was canceled. All sports were canceled. Yeah, at one it point. was. You know. I don't I mean, want to go through that again. Baseball starting <laughs> off already. You had the the Mets and National Series that got canceled due to COVID already. Like they just started playing. So I'm like, well, come on, guys, let's let's get this together because I don't want. Hopefully, I, I I don't see it happening, but we don't never know. What if we create a non bubble in Texas? <laughs> <laughs> we just run every sport, and I mean, Texas is big enough. Yeah, they have all the stadiums. Their high school stadiums are, are big. If we're enough. not worried about anybody's health anymore. Then let's just do it all <laughs> in Texas. No, I joke. They said we're open. Bring it wide open. They don't care. It's a beautiful thing. We'll Hopefully, we can get more and more of that. Again, we're already getting limited capacities. Even even uh, California, they're doing limited capacities for their stadiums. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Once you get this vaccine out there, and you 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 go that route and. Sports are just going to come, and that—I mean, we fans have been clamoring. They, yeah, they you already, they already led. They already led the way with sports because at one time you canceled them all, and the there's UFC, a way to do the it. The UFC made it and showed, hey, look, we're going to keep going. This yeah. is what we're going to do, and this is how we're going to do it. And don't get me wrong, there's been problems, and you still have health scares. And if you do the right precautionary stuff, things are going to happen. But at what percentage? If you get to watch 40 games and one game gets canceled, that's take just what it. you're going to have to take. You know what yep. I mean? And uh, obviously, some of these people, depending on the risk level of that person, it, it's it's still serious. Yeah, you know each I mean? individual is going to have to assess for themselves if it's worth their while. Exactly. For sure. So at the end of the day, not to be selfish, it's worth my while. I'm going to be watching. I have not stopped watching. Um, I love the sports world. And, uh, yeah, it's been great. And I, I, like we said, I love to see the fans back in there. And I hope I'm the fan that's back in there as well. It's just a better atmosphere with fans. Not, not no, no f- one's arguing that. Like, ever. I, I don't I, think I, I don't want that was, back. Let's go quiet stadiums and, <laughs> <laughs> and just hear crickets. Like, absolutely not. Yeah. I tell you what, the weirdest one for me, we got a quick minute to go through that, was golf. Yeah, like nobody was there, and you're just like watching these guys just walk alone. And I'm like, I mean, there wasn't not even a golf clap. You, you can <laughs> yeah, not even be. a golf clap. Or you know, you watch Tiger Woods and the ninety thousand drones of people that walk with him, and now it's just nobody. The it's worst silent. one, 
for me, everyone knows it, and it's awkward. Was WWE? No, I forgot about that one. <laughs> WWE with that, no fans, like the first big pay per view they did with no fans, was just the most awkward thing. Because they're still like you got the guys coming out pumping up the crowd, like they're still playing up to the crowd that is non-existent. Nobody's and it. it's just so awkward and the quiet. Kayfabe thing I've ever seen in my life. Like. That was the absolute worst. Like that, and it really just like echoed and just <laughs> was, off yeah. the ladder, drop kick, and yeah. dead silence. <laughs> like no pop whatsoever. Yeah. yeah, that that was the worst for me. Like that just really hit home. I was like, wow. The NFL didn't really change much for me. NBA uh, didn't change much for me. Hockey, not no. The thing was a lot because it's a little bit more up close. I think the NFL is actually a little bit more interesting because you get to hear more of the. I don't think the NFL like was like super hit hard with it because you know the fans are cool but college football yes college football <laughs> i mean dude i wake up to watch college pregame college, show the college game day like yeah like it's part day. of the excitement yeah the the the, the, the signs tents, the cooking the signs the fans. neither one is your team and you're right. just in it yes like right. you it's just love experience. to see all that the you're fans of both teams because your sign is two-sided <laughs> like, like that that was the worst. That was the worst. College football, yeah, it was rough. And I, I love college football. I love college football. I watch college football from the noon game till the till West like 8 Coast. 8 p.m., 10, 10 p.m., yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah not was, long ago, you're getting ready to, like, kiss Lee Corso on the mouth if he picks your team to win, but also, like, burn his family down, like, if <laughs> right. he chooses against you. Right, and how they did him, and how they did him, they put it's him insane. in the bubble. They yeah. put him in the bubble, and he had to do it from his backyard. I felt so bad. Like, I felt bad. Like, I was like, that's like that's like my grandfather. Like, yeah. you know, like, let, let my grandfather out. You know what I mean? Like, I'm glad y'all are being safe, but yeah. I want him there. Yeah, it was... And then he puts the LSU Tiger hat on, and you're like, "All right, keep his ass <laughs> <Yeah>. in there." <laughs> and he's a thing about what home, he just grandpa. did. Yeah, they, they made a, <laughs> she I, deserved I to see, be in there after. I, I seen him. I seen him make like the the football field on his pool, and you're just like, yeah. "Oh, put that headgear on. Hope you fall in that pool." <laughs> like, but yeah, you know, I think college football was probably the worst, just because of the pregame and the the Saturday morning, and yeah, that was that was rough. That was rough to see. We're on to better days, gentlemen. We're on to better days. We're we're That's getting it. out of this. We're we're getting fans. Hey, not only that, we're like four hundred days. You know, four hundred members. members. Four hundred members in. You know, we're not even a year at doing this. Exactly. So hey. we're only getting better. Like as yeah. this all continues. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for the support. It's been so amazing. Just continue to support us. Continue to share this. Get the word out. We're growing because you're allowing us to grow. The yes. more people you invite, it's all on you. It's uh, for, you know, showing your support, getting hats and t-shirts, and wearing those out and about. It does not go unnoticed. Our our channel's growing every day. Create that conversation. Thank you with so much for sure. Go Jazz. Go Heat. Go Clippers. Oh, that was yeah. I'm not confident. not with confidence. Not confident. Thank you for listening to Shirts and Skins podcast.